0: we got dinner and welcome back the crazy house prices podcast with me Kieran McQueen thank you to everybody for listening to the first couple of episodes and all the downloads and reviews and all that so will you please make sure you subscribe and leave a review as it really helps the podcast go a little bit further and if you would like to support the podcast and the Instagram page the crazy house prices Instagram page go to patreon.com forward slash crazy house prices I have loads of extra content over there loads of podcasts with experts and qualified financial advisors and mortgage brokers and solicitors and architects and all sorts of stuff A couple of politicians on there as well it's really good um there's extra content as well as downloadable pdfs and all the all the rest so it's really good and it's a great way of supporting the page so i really appreciate it i've loads of patrons over there and it's just an amazing community so as always thank you to my patrons because it is them who keep the page and the podcast going Now the first step is going to be your approval in principle. So you might see when you're looking around on the internet, you might see the letters AIP. That's what that means, approval in principle. So basically, before you start looking at homes to buy, you need to start applying to lenders to try and get this approval in principle. This means that you'll know whether you will get the mortgage approval, and it will give you an idea of the amount that you can borrow. Now, it not all AIPs are equal. Some mortgage lenders will under write their AIP what that means is they've basically done a bit more work a bit more financial checks to make sure that you actually will get approved and other lenders will just give you an Aip kind of within a few minutes basically saying yeah this is what you'll be qualified for and then you might go shopping with that in mind for a house and then all of a sudden things show up in your approval process and you don't actually get the mortgage so some approval and principles are worth more than others and it just depends on the lender um so you want to make sure your AIP is underwritten really before- you start going looking at properties Um, but it's also it's an advantage to have this especially an underwritten one when it comes to making an offer on a house because the agents are more likely to accept an offer if they know that you have mortgage approval in place. Next you need to think about what documents you're going to need so you're going to need certain documents when you apply for a mortgage so you should keep a copy of anything you give to your lender or to the broker so you're going to need proof of ID, proof of address, proof of your personal public service number, your PPS or whatever it's called now um, your proof of income you're going to need your latest P60 you're going to need pay slips and if you're self-employed I'll get to that a little bit later but you're going to need uh, certified accounts for that and basically you will need evidence of how you manage your money such as your current and loan account statements uh, you'll probably need around uh, up to 3 to 12 months including Revolut so it just depends on the lender really how long they want your your statements to go back for now when you're applying try if you're applying directly try and apply to more than one lender and compare their rates and offers Uh, don't panic and just accept like first offer there even though Ireland doesn't have a massive amount of competition in the lending market you still want to make sure you're getting the best rate so kind of don't be tempted by introductory things such as cash back or whatever sometimes they might be rewarding in the short term but that particular mortgage could end up costing you more over the life of the loan if it has a really high interest rate so you really need to kind of crunch the numbers on this and weigh up whether or not the cash back is worth it because often you will be paying a higher interest rate if you do go for the cash back so that's just getting the calculation out and doing a few calculations. Now look that cashback might be more suitable for you now and then you can always change and switch your mortgage anyway. So um basically what what do lenders base their decision on? So they look at a lot of different things. So they're going to look at your income, they'll look at your annual income and some may take bonuses and overtime into account as well. Some may factor in a rental income if you plan to rent out a room. Uh, they look at your age what age are you now what age will you be when you retire or when the mortgage ends. They're going to look at outstanding loans. If you have other loans or a high credit card balance. This might reduce the amount you can borrow, or it may affect your ability to get a mortgage. They'll look at your employment status, so they're going to look at whether you're permanent or on probation, or if you're on a fixed term contract or whatever. And they might need you to be employed for at least twelve months with the same employer, or be on a second contract with the same employer. They'll look at your residential status: are you resident in Ireland or are you returning? If you're coming home from living abroad, you're going to need to be living here for around about six months. And um, so that's something to keep in mind if you're if you live elsewhere and you plan on moving home and trying to buy a house here. Good luck if you are. <laughs> but uh basically, they will look at that. They look at outgoings, so they're going to take other financial commitments such as childcare into into consideration. Now that is a it can be a tricky one. It depends how many kids you have, what age they are and stuff. So you really just need to kind of talk to the lender on that, or if you're using a broker, they will be able to advise you a little bit more on that. They'll also look at how you manage your money um, and. And assess kind of things like your ability to make direct debits and standing orders or if you're using your overdraft all the time or on a regular basis if there's any evidence of excessive kind of online gambling and stuff they're going to look at all that as well they look at your savings and they basically just want to see that you have saved enough for your deposit and have the ability to save a set amount of money on a regular basis so you can get a gift as well if you're one of those lucky people who has wealthy parents who are willing to give them a gift you can use that towards your deposit as well but you still need to show your repayment capacity and your savings and stuff as well um they look at your credit history, which is like your track record of paying other loans in the past. A poor credit history can't stop you from getting a mortgage. So one thing I would always recommend people to do early on in the process is go to the central credit register and get your your credit report. It's free. It's posted out in within two days or something, and that will flag up anything that is going to show up. So I would say do that at the start before you even start talking to brokers, so you're able to explain to them, oh look, I missed a twenty euro payment when I was in college, but it's all sorted now, and, and whatever because all this stuff shows up on your on your credit report so go to the centralcredit i think it is and apply for your credit report and it's free um they're going to look at the property value as well so the purchase price of the home that you want to buy if you have one in mind and the value of your current home if you plan to sell and buy a new home and they will also look at the amount you wish to borrow so that's basically how much you apply for and the difference between that and the purchase price of the property so depends on which deposit you have and they're also going to look at the number of applicants so are 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 you borrowing by yourself or are you borrowing with somebody else? Now, if you are self-employed, the information you'll need to supply varies depending on the lender you choose, but usually it will include your financial accounts that need to be certified by an accountant. And most lenders ask for at least two years of accounts, if not three. They'll need your bank statements. This usually needs to cover at least the last six months and include your current accounts, credit cards, and business accounts. Your revenue documents. This normally will be your P21 notices of assessment or revenue certificates and your tax clearance certificate for the last 2 years or 3 years and other kind of business information so if you have copies of larger business contracts you might be able to submit these as evidence to support your application but lenders will usually work off an average of your 2 years tax returns or even 3 years so if your income let's say let's say your income was 30,000 in 2020 and 40,000 in 2021 well then they'll work off an average of 35,000 basically um and then basically what you want to do is kind of go to your like a comparison sites say bonkers or whatever actually the ccpc.ie has a really good one and that will kind of give you an idea if you put in your circumstances that will show you what is available to you from what lenders and what the interest rates are and all of that so I would say at this point then you really want to be looking at getting your mortgage protection sorted so the mortgage protection can hold things up and I'll do a whole podcast on mortgage protection anyway but basically it's something that can hold it up so you really need to get it sorted early on especially if you have any health issues and you can just delay it then to start whenever you need it to start so you don't need to get it straight away but you can delay it but it's just a good idea to have it sorted now exemptions are something that people always ask me about so how to get a mortgage exemption and basically it kind of an exemption works both ways there are two types you have what's called a loan to income and a loan to value ratio and depending on what your circumstances are you may need one or the other so a loan to income is basically when let's say for example you earn fifty thousand a year this means by the central bank's lending rules you're only allowed to borrow a maximum of 175 thousand so or if you're buying with a partner who also earns 150 thousand then you're on a 100 grand and that doubles down to three hundred and fifty thousand. however in any one calendar year 20 percent of mortgages that lenders give out to first-time buyers can be above this cap for second time and subsequent buyers 10% of mortgages are allowed to breach the loan to income rule so in these cases they're often called exemptions or exceptions they mean the same thing and you can get up to 4.75 times your income on that most will only do 4.5 but I believe there is one lender that goes up as far as 4.75 that might not be the case anymore I don't know I'm not 100% sure so again you'd need to get like kind of professional advice on that another type of exemption or exception is the loan to value and this basically refers to the percentage of the property's value that you can borrow and how much of it you must pay for up front it's often simply just called the deposit rule so first time buyers are allowed a maximum loan to value of 90% um, meaning you're required to provide a minimum deposit of 10% up front for any property and this percentage goes up to 20% for second time buyers now let's say for example you're a first time buyer and you want to buy a house of 300,000 this rule means that you'll need a minimum deposit of 30,000 before you can be lent the remaining 270,000. Similarly, if you're a second time buyer or a subsequent buyer, you'll need to provide a deposit of 60,000 before applying for the remaining 240,000. Now, again, there are exceptions or exemptions. So, in any one calendar year, 5% of mortgages to first time buyers can have a deposit below 10%. Now, that is very rare. I've never really heard that happen. Um, but they're the rules anyway according to ccpc and um 20 of mortgages uh to second time buyers subsequent buyers can have a deposit below 20 percent. so if you're a second time buyer it doesn't mean you cannot get an exception and you it doesn't mean you automatically have to have a 20 percent deposit if you're really lucky and you have a really good case then you might be able to get get that exception and get it down to being a 10 percent deposit it kind of just really depends on the lender and the individual. Individual circumstances and your own application and how strong it is. Now, what I did to get an exemption was uh this little trick I use called 1.3x. It's like beating the stress test. Okay, now the thing to know about exemptions is not everyone can get one, and if you do, you can usually only get an exemption for under one of the lending rules, so either loan to value or loan to income. So some lenders have exemptions all year round, and some lenders use them up from at the start of the year, so uh and some don't offer any at all, so really just a Depends, but they're going to basically score you on the following criteria repayment capacity net disposable income your credit history your employment history and your current account maintenance okay and now what i mean by the distress test amount so what we did basically was we went to ccpc.e. we figured out what our repayments would be on our mortgage of what we could borrow and um, then we took that that basically and that was we put in four and a half so we assumed we could get an exemption there were two teachers so so we kind of are a good case but let's say you assume and go to four and a half times your income but you can put that into a calculator or there's a really cool app called Carl's mortgage calculator it's very good and it's free you can download that and you can put all your figures in basically what we did is we figured out what the monthly repayment would be multiplied that by 1.3 and then we saved that for around about a year so let's say your mortgage repayments will be 1,250 euro per month you multiply that by 1.3 and that equals 1,625 a month so we just aim to save this this stress test amount every month for at least six months prior to your mortgage application and this amount can include your rent as well as savings so let's say your rent was a thousand a month You're one of those lucky people who has a cheap rent uh you would just need to save 625 on top of that okay and they'll also look at your net disposable income your credit history employment history as i said all of that so it doesn't mean you can't spend your money as, as you wish you can enjoy yourself the point is to show that you can afford the repayments at the higher amount alongside your reg- lifestyle. Now lenders will usually want to make sure that you have a property in mind and they may even want you to be sale agreed before letting you know if you can have an exemption which is mad I know but that's just the way they work. So the mortgage lending rules so the 3.5x they're in place due to the madness of lending before the 2008 crash and in my opinion without them house prices would be even more insane so I think the 3.5 rule is really good and the fact that they don't allow people over borrow now is probably a good thing if there is a recession or when there is a recession. So it just means less people will be um, faulting on their mortgages. So there are generally more exemptions or exceptions available at the beginning of the year. So I recommend using a broker, to be honest, as they'll be more clued into the market than you will be. And then, know which lenders will have exceptions, which lenders will suit your application best. and um, So yeah, I would definitely recommend using a broker and they will help you then with everything else. If you already have a mortgage, you absolutely can switch your mortgage, whether you're in a fixed contract fixed rate contract or variable rate if you can if you're in a variable rate you can switch anytime if you're in a fixed rate there may be a little breakout fee but I would definitely recommend looking at switching your mortgage as often as possible really especially if you're on a higher interest rate because interest rates are going up um, so now will be a good time to kind of fix for a little bit longer so I will do a full podcast on how to switch your mortgage I'm actually doing it myself at the moment but it's something that you really need to look at and you can say You could save hundreds a month. Now, there are some fees associated with it. So you will have to pay a solicitor and all of that. And it will depend on how much balances remain on your mortgage, how much equity you have and all the rest. But it's very much the same kind of similar process as applying for your mortgage the first time. So I will do a full podcast episode on how to switch a mortgage. But it is something that you should look into. I have a post about it on my page as well. If you want to check that out, it's called how to switch a mortgage. But definitely do like the comparison site. See it because you could save one to 300 euro a month depending on how much your mortgage is um so do not overlook switching your mortgage especially now as interest rates are going up it's always something you should look into i got lots of questions in that i am not able to answer because i'm not a qualified financial advisor so please do as i said seek professional qualified advice for anything to do with your finances but um some questions i got in I'll, i'll talk to you a little bit about um but like one's about bad credit or inheritance and all that really you, you do need to talk to a, a mortgage or a qualified financial advisor so one question I got in a good bit was if I have aIP as you remember that means approval in principle can I take out a small loan to cover costs absolutely not because this will completely change your your mortgage application and it might it might mean you don't get your mortgage so I definitely would not be messing around with getting loans or anything like that after you've um, put your mortgage application in if you can get get a loan off a family member or whatever but like if if you need a loan to cover the costs of getting a mortgage and all that and solicitor's fees and everything else it's not going to look good to be honest so you may need to just save a little bit longer as hard as that is to hear but no i wouldn't be i wouldn't be messing around with getting loans anyway i don't think that's a good idea then Lots of questions in about renovation mortgages. These are notoriously difficult to get in Ireland. Um, we tried to get one and we thought we were getting one up until it comes, came to, to loan offer and then they said no. So... I, I believe renovation mortgages should be easier to get um, you can get them but they are really tough and there are two types there are structure ones and non structure ones so it basically just depends if your home is habitable or if it's not and there's a whole load of kind of criteria involved with a renovation mortgage it's kind of a bit like a self build mortgage so definitely talk to a broker about one if that is what you're going for um, just to see is it something that you'd be able to do the reason they're tough is because renovations usually go over budget and end up costing a lot more so they are they can be quite tricky now i do think they should be easier to get but i also do see why they are so difficult but basically it's kind of like 90 percent of the purchase price and 90 percent of the renovation so you'll need to be able to show that you've 10 percent of both Uh, and if you're a second time buyer it's 80 percent. so you need need to be able to show that you have 20 percent of both so if it is if a renovation mortgage is something you're interested in um definitely talk to a broker now i know the government are releasing this new kind of vacant and derelict um property grant thing. I don't know much about it yet because there hasn't been too many details released, but I will have Daryl O'Brien on the podcast very soon, hopefully next next week, and he will hopefully be able to shed some light on those things. Um, but basically yeah, you want to really want to talk to professional about that. And then the last one, last question is how do you calculate what you will be paying monthly? So as I said, go to ccpc.ie and that's a government website. So it's not like you know linked up to any businesses or private companies or anything like that and you can basically see what lenders are offering and then you'll see what your mortgage repayments will be when you put in your own details it's really handy and it's really good and it should help you figure out how much your mortgage is going to cost thank you so much for listening i hope this episode clears a few things up for you when it comes to your mortgage application there are probably uh, i could probably talk for an hour on this to be honest but i want to try and keep these podcasts a little bit quicker um if you do have any questions that i can answer that don't require a professional qualified financial advisor then pop me a message on instagram if it is something that needs more professional advice i will uh if you ask me i will tell you where to go or who to talk to um there are lots of accounts on instagram that really helpful for this and uh, can give you proper advice but as always thank you so much for listening and thank you to my patrons again go to patreon.com forward slash crazy house prices if you want to support the podcast and support the page and have a lovely week enjoy the heat wave if you can i'm trying to stay out of it because it's a bit too hot but um look after your pets look after everything and mind yourselves